0: My name is Darren Davies. I'm glad to be here this morning. I love our church. I love Sunday mornings, and I love the opportunity to be in here. So um, for those of you who don't know, Ed already said this, but I used to be on the leadership team known as the Elders. I guess I'm old, so that qualifies me as an elder. I used to be an elder. So. But my real role that most people know me by is I am the husband of Debbie Everyone knows Debbie, so that's what I'm most known for. And she serves on staff for our families and children and keeps me in order. So um, there you go. Um, this morning, um, I have a greater appreciation for those who do this, for the pastors who get up here and preach every week. Um, public speaking can be scary. So, uh, you know, panic starts to set in. You know, I'm me do a sermon? It's like, there's no way I can do a sermon. So I decided today, instead of having a sermon, i just call it a long conversation. It's a, a long, rather one-sided conversation, but this is just a conversation. Okay, what's going on? So um, that's what today is. This, so forget the name, get the word, sermon. This is not going to be a sermon. So um, this more, uh, So in this conversation... Um, i just got to be honest with you. Uh, Those who know what my talk is on, um, my heart is heavy. Um, Have you ever felt like the weight of the world is on your shoulders? Um, And I am frustrated this morning because you know how the Israelites wandered around in the desert after they left Egypt? God had done all these great, miraculous things for them, and they quickly lost faith. And I feel like that. I feel that. I feel that today. When Derek asked me to a couple of months ago before he left on sabbatical, asked me to speak. I knew this was coming up. And pretty quickly I came up with a topic. I said, you know what? I've had a lot of people ask, what's it like being out at the elder board after being there for a million years? Had a lot of people ask me, and you know, it made me stop and kind of think, you know, well, where's my identity? Is my identity in being an elder is it whatever it is? So I thought, that's gonna be perfect. And so I had that down pretty quick, but since then, life has a way of doing this. Life has a way of changing things, and so I find myself in despair and stress, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to speak on that today, because that's what's, that's what's real, that's what's going on right now, that's where God is putting me right now, and so I thought, I can be real in that, so, and we get it, right, life happens, um, What did we read about in James 1 just a few weeks ago? We read to consider it pure joy when we face trials. And then we read later in James that we're to feel blessed when we persevere through trials. But frankly, that's not what I feel. Um, What I feel is get me out of here, get me away from this, make it go away because the pain is so great. well, I'm going through what I feel is a, just a deep pit in my stomach. Um, I know you've all been there before, right? And I'm frustrated once again. I'm frustrated this morning as I feel like my faith in God is lacking. I've been here before. I've had other, believe me, I've had other things go through. And God's always made me through. He's always taken me through it. And so um, why am I in anguish? I will say this as a general rule. I worry. And uh, that's just who I am. I'm a worrier. Um, But I've got a little bit, I can blame this on my mom. Because my mom was a chronic worrier. Don't worry, I mean, don't take any count that I was adopted. It's still passed on. And um, I'm sure that's what it was. But um, I worry, I do worry. I will tell you right now at our household, the Davies household, Debbie and I, uh, this is where things are currently. Uh, First, don't ask me whose bright idea it was. Not taking blame. But Debbie and I decided as our big black lab, Boomer was slowly slowing down. That it would be good not to replace Boomer. Boomer's irreplaceable. I'll just tell you that. Um, but, you know, add another four-legged uh, addition to our family. So we decided a puppy would be a good idea. So we adopted a little puppy named Ruby. But you know what? She had a brother that also needed a home. So uh, now we have Ruby and Rhett. And typically, Debbie and I, um, you know, when it comes, we can be pretty well grounded. We kind of ground each other. Some, th- some things that she goes kind of weird and I go weird on, but together, you know, we kind of ground each other. But I guess when it comes to puppies, apparently that rational adult decision-making decision is recessive in both of us. And uh, that said... We have two puppies in our house that have chewed up the house literally. In fact, this morning I just thought about because I was telling Rhett to stop chewing on the table because he does. Well, he chews on everything. They both do. I thought we've got two beavers. We didn't bring. We did not bring puppies. We bought. We brought beavers in our house. So, um, it's crazy. So that brings a level of stress, let me tell you. And then, in less than two weeks, our daughter Gracie is getting married. Anyone has planned to marry, uh, planned a wedding, that can be stressful. And um, it's ex- it's stressful for Debbie and I, because now it's just going to be the two of us. We're going to be empty nesters. I mean, it's going to be a chewed up, puppy infested <laughs> empty nest, but it is going to be an empty nest. And so you know, we're going through that. And then along with that, um, those of you know that um, I have a, a business and it has really struggled, just being honest with you. It's it's. God really, really blessed it, but the last 12 or 14 months have been really, really, really rough. And it comes to all the things that you guys have seen. We have supply chain issues that are brutal. We have price escalation that we've never, ever seen in the industry before. Along with that, it's really, really difficult to get support staff. And so it just has added a lot of stress to the, to the business as well. And so those issues, along with others that I'm not mentioning have just caused a level of stress that has been a lot. It's difficult and it's emotional and the challenges it brings um, are heavy. It can be really heavy at times. So as I worked on this talk, um, I, I know why I worry. This, is not, this doesn't take brain surgery for me. I worry because I have a sense of fear. I, I fear. I worry because I don't know the outcome of the situation. The future is unknown, and because of that, I worry. I can't see around the bend. I can't see myself out of the situation. And so I worry. And I know that if we were to get together and talk about this, we could come up with all sorts of scriptures about worry, because God has a lot to say about worry. Um, In Matthew, Jesus tells us that the hairs of our head are numbered. And he tells us not to worry about our life, as God will take care of us. And we see throughout the world, how God has taken care of it. That should bring me, that should bring us great comfort. For me, as I grew up in the church, um, I know these passages of scriptures, and I know others. I know that God has this no matter what, and yet I still worry. I worry to the point of physical pain and loss of sleep, and taking it out around those who I love, and it saps me of joy, worry, and anxiety. Have you ever been so full of worry that um, you wake up in the morning and then all of a sudden it hits you what you got going on? You know, before you know you wake up and you're all, you go, oh man, I got that going on. And uh, there's nothing worse than that. Or the last thing on your mind before you go to sleep is this. And I feel frustrated today because in the moment I don't feel peace. What I feel is the opposite of peace. It's frustrating. So today as I talk, as we have this conversation, um, this lesson is not for you. Just being honest with you, it's not for you. It's for myself. I need to hear this. And I'm glad that I'm getting this opportunity to share this with you today because I needed to ponder this again. I needed to look at this again and wrestle with it And knowing that I was going to be up here and having to talk, it really, really drove me to God. And um, what I've figured out, at least for me, is that it's not a quick fix. I wish it was. I wish that if I did this and that, it would all be taken care of. But as I seek the Lord and study, I found out it's something different. Um... So I did say this is about, I'm the one that needs to hear this. But as I talk through it, I'm gonna tell you what I'm, I was gonna say what I've learned, but I haven't learned this. I'm learning this, this is a day-to-day thing. And if it resonates with you, then there we go. We had a good conversation, right? Um, One side conversation, but we had a conversation. Um, So these are just some things that I'm learning. When I am in a time of stress, deep stress, I start to become completely inward-focused. I'm unable to see anything around me, and quite honestly, I start to feel really sorry for myself. Truth be told, this morning, I told Deb, I'm feeling sorry for myself. (laughs) I was, I was feeling sorry for myself. I just told her that. I texted that to her. I said, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm doing my lesson here. Um, But when that happens, when I'm feeling sorry for myself, my world becomes really small. Becomes really, 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 really small. And I get really big. And my problems get huge. And that's not where it's supposed to be. But that's what I do. That's why I do in stress. I start to feel really, really sorry for myself. So to help offset this, um, for me, what I need to do is I need to enter into a spirit of confession with God. And I don't say that flippantly. Um, I mean that I... I struggle when it comes to true confession with God. And my confession needs to be about my pride, my self-absorption, and frankly that my relationship with God has gotten mixed up. In a time of stress, um, I become very aware that I have put God in a as-needed place. I have not stayed close to him. So I'm in stress and I go to him, all of a sudden I realize this is where I should have been anyway. And I do that. And so I need to confess that to God. When my relationship with God looks like this, is it any wonder then that worry and anxiety creep in? If I'm in constant daily communication and right relationship with him, it doesn't mean that worry is never going to happen, but it will become a more natural place to give it to God the little stuff and the big stuff, um, people that know me I've talked about this before, so this is a true statement. Um, I have always struggled with bothering God when it comes to little stuff bringing to bring to God little stuff It's like I am very I am so grateful for the forgiveness and the joy and the peace He gave me, and I just kind of think, who am I to ask for? more and bother him um, with the things that the world brings especially little things i can take care of myself right um that's all messed up but i'm reminded as i say god's word and the things it teaches me i need to confess this and in and in that confession i i must go to giving full attention to and spending time with god Because getting to know God and seeking and finding Him in the day-to-day is actually worth more than the benefits that actually knowing Him or meeting Him needs, meeting Him brings. So let me say that again. Um, Getting to know God, seeking and finding Him in the day-to-day is worth more than the benefits that actually knowing Him or meeting Him brings. Because it's not a one-time sign-up or forgiveness quick fix. We learn and we grow in the journey, and this is daily. And the enemy would cause us to be distracted from this powerful process and instead lure us away with the ideas of self-reliance. I can do this by myself. I don't need God for this. And he would lure me away by just saying extreme effort, which is, I mean, I really struggle with that. I just work harder, if I just try harder, um, or pride. Or even the idea, I think I can say this in church, spiritual maturity. True growth and maturity in our relationship with Jesus will bring us closer and more dependent on him. It's the opposite of what the world would suggest because the world would say, you can do this. The reason the enemy wants to distract us Is because he knows that the extreme power and strength and peace that full reliance on Christ offers. It's offered for the here and now, not just something to look forward to after a long and difficult life. Right? I do that sometimes. I just go, man, just get through me. Let me just get through this. Um, But it's for the here and now, it's for today. It's not just on our deathbed. I'll also say that when I'm in deep stress, I can lose my sense of reality where all my time is just focused on the situation. I can become laser focused. It's like I'm literally having like this out of body experience or something. It's really weird. Um, I will say that it's kind of like, I know it's hard to believe this, but there's times I'm having a conversation with Debbie or Debbie's having a conversation with me and I'm on my phone, you know, and I'm there, but I'm really not there. My body is there, but my mind is somewhere else. Um, That's what happens when I'm in extreme stress. It's like my brain is not there. The world's going around me, but I'm focused on whatever's stressing me out at that moment. And what happens is I start to miss out on the world around me when I'm in stress. Um, and I become preoccupied. And instead of going to that place that is mind-numbing or turning to something to help me forget, whatever that might be, God's word would have us seek God and be present, present in the moment, knowing that he is with us. The other thing that God calls us to in times of stress, or calls calls me to, is community. When I am stressed, I need to be in the community of others, because I am often tempted to hold on to my stress. And I, like many, can get really good at putting on a good face, and rising to the challenge, pulling myself up by the bootstraps. But that's not really God's plan, because we talked about this. It's actually the opposite. And Galatians calls us to share each other's troubles and burdens. And um, I will say this morning, I put on a pretty good face. I think I think I look pretty good um, to a certain extent. Um, we all know how to do this. We walk in. Hey, how's things going? Great, fine, life is great, you know. But it's often not, and um, so let's choose to be in community where we can share what is going on. And it's okay. Another thing about stress: it's okay to acknowledge, be it inwardly or outwardly or in confession to others, that what's going on is really a big deal. Um, It is a big deal. We do have big things that happen. Um, Debbie and I have said to each other recently even. We've said this before, but we've said it recently. We have a lot going on. <laughs> and uh, we do have a lot going on. And it's okay. We, but I have a tendency to dismiss or pretend or downplay That's really not that big of a deal. But that causes its own set of problems. So be in community. As you are in the community of others and trying to give your focus off yourself, continue to find ways to serve others, even in times of stress. God calls us to be community-minded, helping others. And this not only takes the focus off of myself, ourselves, but reminds us of the strength of peace he gives to everyone that is seeking him. In these times, of, in these times during these trials, another thing I've learned is to take my thoughts captive. Um, in times of stress, I can start having crazy thoughts, irrational thoughts. Uh, do you ever do that? I'm talking crazy thoughts, some really, really weird stuff. And uh, someone I know, maybe I should go somewhere. Um, Someone I know called it having a monkey brain. And I don't know what monkey brain is, but I think think I've been there. And um, I can only imagine. But our mind will go to scenarios and outcomes that are kind of crazy. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I should probably just stop there. I'm just telling you, I can do that. I can come up with all these, like, just, like, there's no way this is going to happen to Aaron and but I think these things. Um, but um, we need to take our thoughts captive. The Bible talks to us about taking our thoughts captive. So how do we do this? How do we take our thoughts captive? is isn't about changing my heart, um, but it's changing my head. In deep anguish, my emotions also get away from me. I, I, I go wild. And um, I have to first take my thoughts captive, then I have to ask God, this is also in the Bible, to renew my mind. And extreme worry, this is really, really hard when you're in the moment. Um, and a practical way to, to do this is to write and to journal what's going on in your mind. Because when you put it on paper, you know, and you're writing this down, you're going, this is crazy, as you write it down. And um, as I was going through this, as I, as I wrote this, I had Debbie kind of look over things, and I got to this. she got to this part, and she goes, are you journaling now, Darren? Well, no, Debbie, I'm not. I'm not journaling, but I'm considering beginning. I'm just trying to keep it real here this morning. So, but it sounds good, right? It sounds good. We should be journaling. I should be journaling. I'm thinking about it, uh, but I do. I, I'm, I'm sure that that would really, really help. I should, I should begin. I should begin. Um, so, anyway, lest you think this is a how-to list, we need to confess to the Lord... We need to seek Him daily. We need to be in community with others. We need to serve others. We need to stop overthinking and ask God to renew your mind, our mind, my mind. These things sound simple, but follow-through is not easy at all. When we're in the midst of something stressful or worrisome, our natural bent is to start thinking of a way out or trying to control all the possible outcomes which leads us back into the wilderness. That's where it does, but that's what I want to do, is I want to try to try to fix this. Instead, let's be reminded that God can be our everything. Seeking him and allowing him to renew our mind will bring us peace and strength. I've got some stuff there. These are areas in the Bible that he reminds us that we don't need to do this alone. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your way your, straight your paths. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Fear not, for I am with you. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I know that we live in a fallen world, The earth is not our home. We can expect troubles. But God is faithful. God loves us. God cares for us. God grieves with us in our time of trouble. God waits for us always. And through God's Son, He paved the way for us to have hope. Not just in eternity, but today, let's pray. Lord, I just, uh, I thank you for this word that you gave me. And I, I, um, <laughs> you know my heart. You know where I need to confess. And um, I thank you that you give us hope for tomorrow. You give us hope for today. And um, Lord, I can't do this without you. And... Um, I, uh, I thank you for, I thank you even for this season because I'm going to be able to look back and see what you've done. I can already see things you've done in the past when I've been in trouble. So I just thank you for that. I thank you for the rough times. Lord, uh, thank you for this conversation. And uh, thank you for the blessing that you have been in our church's life and in my life. In Jesus' name, amen.